0: My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.
1: Hey, Hannah, Mary. Oh my God, I am so excited to tell you this. What? Oh my God, we have a new sponsor this week. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like you won the lottery. No, no, this is even better. Oh this okay is better. We have an
2: actual sponsor. Anchor, An sponsoring us. That's amazing. I'm so excited.
1: I know. So cool. Well, big shout out to Anchor, who hosts and sponsors our podcast. I know. It was so freaking easy for anyone who doesn't know.
2: We went to Anchor. We set up our account. They walked
1: us through each and every step. So freaking easy. Oh, my God. I loved it. So for those of you who aren't aware, Anchor is an all-in-one platform where you can create, distribute, and monetize your podcast for free. For free, our favorite word, free, 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 free. Free for you, free for me. Woo! what's better than free? Nothing. So with Anchor, you can do everything you need right on one website. You create, you record, you can edit, add your music, add your cover art, you name it, Anchor can help you do it. I know, because then once we're done with all of that and everything is complete,
2: We just set up our distribution schedule, we tell it when we want to publish it, and Anchor publishes it for us automatically to multiple
1: platforms. See, what could be easier than that? The awesome thing is they also help us find sponsors for our podcast so that we can be, well, you know, money makers. Money shakers. (laughs) So they have it all from start to finish, and They've made it incredibly easy, which is great if you're like us and you need a lot of help. I know. So, hey, guys,
2: hang on. Just put your running shoes on. Hop on over to anchor.fm and start your own account and join us having fun. Thanks, Anchor. Bye. What are you waiting for? Come
1: on in. This podcast may contain graphic content and strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everybody! Hi
2: guys! It's Mary! And Hannah! From Murder, Mischief,
1: and Moscato. Welcome to Road Trip 21. Day eight. Shenanigans! Day eight. (laughs) Day eight see we really do like each other we don't just do a podcast together we've been together for eight whole days and we have yet to kill each other maybe we recorded all of these before we actually left no we definitely didn't (laughs) we haven't even been
2: upset with each other i know we haven't gotten any fights or nothing we have to fix that ouch
1: Quit hitting me. (laughs) You're so abusive. I know when you like it. (laughs) Listen here, Missy. Yeah, mister. (laughs) Wow. Which one of us has short hair? Not me. So? Think that makes you the mister in this relationship? No, I've seen men with long hair. (laughs) I know. My son has hair longer than mine. All right. (laughs) Anyway. So... We have had a full day today even though we didn't do a whole lot at least not compared to yesterday. True. So today we started out our day a little further behind than we had planned to. You see last night we kind of got caught in a rainstorm unexpectedly while driving through the mountains in Pennsylvania It was dark, and because in Pennsylvania there are a lot of highways that aren't major highways, we were on a highway through the windy, hilly, twisty areas of, Uh, I don't even know, unlit, no streetlights on these highways, and it's raining. I was a little stressed. So we did end up getting off of the highway at the first town we came to that had a decent hotel, and so that did put us a little farther behind than we had planned on but that's all right so this morning we started out with getting in the car and driving a bit further than we planned but we rolled with it and we finally reached our destination the ohio state reformatory the one in mansfield which we have mentioned in the past it was already on our list to do but we also had the suggestion to do it, to visit it, from one of our listeners on Twitter. Um, The Dough Podcast. Yes. Yeah. And so thank you very much. Great minds think alike. I will tell you that we have both been there previously. Every time we've been there, we have had different experiences. It's pretty amazing. Every time we've been there, we see new things. Yeah. We have new impressions. We learn something we didn't know before. And there's
2: a lot of paranormal activity in that prison. Very, very much so. A lot.
1: If you're not familiar with this prison, Shawshank Redemption was actually filmed there. There are a lot of other very famous Hollywood films that have been filmed, at least parts of there, including Air Force One. So today of course was no exception. Mary and I both had some experiences there. We won't tell you details of our experiences because if you go, we don't want our experience to color your experiences. Um, We will let you know that we felt a few things. I'm really sensitive to smell, so I smelled a lot of things. Very distinctive and out of place scents that if you do research aren't actually out of place but knowing that it's an abandoned prison they're out of place very much so very much so um we definitely felt some things and uh it was it was an interesting experience today just like it always is and we look forward to going back um although I could do without the lights next time Mary thank you very much
2: i'll do my best I was trying to (laughs) let you do without the lights.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So from there, we actually headed towards our final destination of the day. If you have been listening to our podcast, you will recognize this location. We are in Circleville, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. And how exciting is that? Circleville Planners. The Circleville Letters, correct. Someone suggested today that we should do the Circleville Letters. We already did it. Yes. I will say that my first impression upon pulling into Circleville was, this town is a lot larger than I imagined it in my head.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But when you did the story, the story was from a lot of years ago. It was. So.
1: It was. And who knows what the town looked like back then. Right. So we came into Circleville specifically to go to a winery. Surprise. (laughs) Right? Like we'd have never done that before. We spent our evening at the Manchester Hill Winery. It is a bit outside of town, about 10 miles or so. It is a beautiful location. They grow, I think, all of the grapes they use. All, All of the grapes that they use. Except for the Concord. They did say they get the Concord from up, it's still in Ohio, but yeah. it's,
2: it's up. It's still local.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's north of here. Yeah. Um, but it is still local. But other than that, they grow all their own grapes. It is owned by a husband and a wife. Uh, their names are Nicole and Patrick. Yes. We got to meet both of them. They were actually out harvesting grapes while we were there. And then they have an employee that works for them named Elizabeth. And she's actually the one that greeted us and brought us into the tasting room and talked to the about the wines with us and took care of us very friendly and knowledgeable and excited about her job oh, so excited very passionate and it was wonderful to meet her really honestly very wonderful yeah
2: her whole attitude Elizabeth's whole attitude was she absolutely loves what she does and she just wants you to love it as much as she does
1: and she knows that everybody's going to have different tastes in wine so you know she made it clear from the beginning that you know if there were wines that we tasted that we didn't like they wouldn't be offended at all you know no judgment you know we would just move on to something else and we didn't have that experience so we tasted all of their wines they had seven available today plus um a wine slushy they do have hard ciders there which we did not try they had a che- we had a cheese board which was lovely yeah it was a very nice size cheese board yes yes um, so we we tasted everything from pinot grigio and chardonnay which are drier than we would normally drink all the way up to blueberry which was or no blackberry blackberry all the way up to blackberry which was honestly amazing. They were all very good. Very good. Patrick came in out of the vineyard and wanted to know what our favorite wine was. And then when we met Nicole, which actually we met Nicole first, she was we the just first- We didn't know she was the owner. Right, because as we were walking she's towards- She's picking grapes for goodness sakes. She was harvesting grapes and she was like, hi, how are you? I'm just harvesting some grapes. So we didn't what realize- They harvest their own grapes, really. But Patrick and Nicole harvest all of their own grapes. They are the only two that harvest their grapes. Nicole is very picky, apparently. Very, very picky. So It, show, it shows, though. It, it does. really does. It, it does, show. and I loved it. They're both
2: it. very picky about the processes that they do it. They yes. both have very specific things that they do in the processes,
1: and, and it really shows in their end product. And they have award-winning wine, and it is easy to see why. And yeah, their Chardonnay apparently just took silver in the International. Yeah, which is very exciting. So as we were leaving, and of course we bought a bottle of wine because it was delicious. Since so we were leaving, the woman that had met us out in the driveway, who was out there picking grapes, harvesting grapes. We thought she was just an employee. It, it was Nicole, and so she stopped harvesting to chat with us and we found out that she was harvesting grapes off of a very special vine yeah it is the very first vine that her husband ever planted for her and it's kind of her baby yeah they are Sauvignon Blanc grapes yeah and yeah so we got to sit and talk to Nicole for a few minutes turns out that We have a lot in common with her she is a wonderful warm just oh my gosh energetic fantastic woman and so we exchanged some information with her talked a bit she had to get back to finishing what she was doing and as we were leaving she came up to our car and she brought us a huge cluster just gorgeous cluster Of her prized grapes right off the vine for us to have. Yeah, that says a lot. It does and we definitely left there feeling like we had made new friends. Absolutely. It was an amazing experience. It was and And we will be back there. We we will because we will be back to Mansfield in the spring and so we definitely will be back to Manchester. Yes. And you will hear more about them of Course on the podcast because we bought wine, we bought wine, surprise! Yay! All right, so speaking of Mansfield,
2: Mary Ellen Denier went searching for change for the laundromat on November 14th, 1965. Now, I have heard this entire story through other podcasts, we have never done this story. Okay, I'm not doing the whole story, you're just kind of it's a very the story, if you truly deserve, do it, deserves far more attention than I'm going to give it.
1: Right. We're but just doing this, a brief. Yeah.
2: Okay. But it happened in Mansfield. So November 14, 1965 is the last time the 14-year-old was seen alive. Lester Eubanks is the son of the Reverend Mose Eubanks, who actually died recently in 2012. Not Lester, but his father. I was just going to say, which one died? Okay. Eubanks, Lester... Is a gifted artist, and according to what people have read about him, he's a former Air Force medic. He's worked in a waterbed store. He has painted houses. He's done a lot of things to earn money. He's also supposedly a practicing Baptist and an avid church goer. Okay. He holds a black belt in karate. Okay. People report that they've saw him around town playing with nunchucks, which, if you're not familiar with, is a martial arts weapon. Lester is not a small man. By any means is he. He is not a small man. Okay. So a 14-year-old is no competition. So Lester Eubanks grabbed Mary Ellen as she walked along the sidewalk. Her grandmother had sent her to the laundromat. They had not had enough change, so she was looking for change, and the laundromat's change machine was out of change. So she was actually walking along the sidewalk to go somewhere to get change. He dragged her behind a house in the 300 block of North Mulberry. He raped her. He shot her twice, and he left her for dead. But she wasn't dead. So Eubanks, who actually lived in that same neighborhood, heard noises. And that's according to his statement. He heard noises, so he went back. And he finished her off. When her body was found, she had a handful of nickels and dimes with her. So she had found the change she needed. She was on her way back to the laundromat. Aww. The case is straightforward. He confessed. He's convicted in May of 1966. He is sentenced to death. Okay. In 1972, the Supreme Court declared that the death penalty was unconstitutional. So his life sentence was, comm- or his death sentence, was commuted to life in prison. Now, if that was everything, we wouldn't be talking about him. But apparently way back in the 70s, they used to take the more fairly well-behaved prisoners out for the Christmas holidays to do Christmas shopping for their families.
1: What? I'm sorry, he's a murderer.
2: Yes. But he was a well-behaved murderer. (laughs) So now we get, you know, to go out on our honor. So on December 7th of 1973, he escaped while he was out Christmas shopping. And he has been on the run ever since um authorities think that he they they believe that he is still alive the u.s marshals recently released an age progression photo of him he would be 73 years old today wow uh twice he's been featured on america's most wanted and in 2015 the northern ohio violent fugitive task force started a cold case unit worked on his case as i said they still believe he's alive and they are offering a $15,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. There were tips that he was seen in Michigan after his escape. But we're talking 40 years ago, so. Right. He could be anywhere. Um, if for any reason you might have a tip, you might have something, you might have some knowledge on where he is, you can call 866 4 W-A-N-T-E-D. Oh. So it's eight six six four wanted with any tips that anybody might have.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, that was in
2: Mansfield. Wow. Yep, it is crazy. It's it's sad. He was a big man, a big man, and he was actually um, awaiting sentencing on a rape when he killed Mary Ellen. A tragedy that never needed to happen. Absolutely. Wow. So, all right. Anyway, that's our day in a nutshell. Yeah.
1: And we will be back tomorrow. And in the meantime, if you are curious about the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio, just look it up. There are a lot of, A, really amazing stories that have come out of that prison, and B, a lot of heartbreaking stories that have yeah. come out of that prison. Yeah. Some of the success stories
2: that came out of that prison. Um they're Super heartwarming, super awesome.
1: And if you are curious about the flip side of the prison, watch the movie Shawshank Redemption. A lot of it was filmed right there in the prison. Yeah, it really was. It's really bizarre. <clears throat> Morgan Working in the
2: same places that Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, and all the other yeah. amazing actors and actresses that made that movie. Yeah, what it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it was, it's a really cool experience. Yeah, Hannah hasn't seen it, so we're going to watch it one of these days. One of these days. I don't do a lot of movie watching, so. All right, everyone, we're so glad to have had you along with us on this trip. We've got a couple more days left, and we'll be back home with you guys. So in the meantime, sweet dreams. Good night.